Welcome back, everybody, to another Eats Beat podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Rick Press. I'm Bud Kennedy. And I'm Nick Dean. And we're here to talk about salad. <laughs> no. No? No. Then I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to be talking about burgers one more time I, with feeling. And I, I don't think we were mad about it. No, we're not going to make any apologies for talking about burger because we're all very excited. We finally announced the champion it is of the 2013 and we can burger finally battle. stop eating burgers. We've been eating burgers. Well, for we a thought we could, but apparently all three of us had had an extraneous <laughs> burger since the since we ate the finals. I haven't been able to kick the burger habit. I've had to come back and have another burger. No, we were over. Nick and I were over at uh, Rodeo Goat doing a, a video to kind of talk to people about the win and. Somehow, I ended up eating another burger. Well, we were talking about their, the one that everyone talked about and that beautiful photo that went on the front. You of mean the Kakawahaka. The Kakawahaka, and I had never had it. And so then we decided that, well, I have to try it, and yeah, I did, well, and it was delicious. Well, now, so. I mean, let's just stop and have a moment of reverence here. Now you've had Kakawahaka. I have, I have seen the so light. The burger nirvana has now. happened, yes. Yeah, now you understand. Well, we, we had a very interesting conversation with the chef, Keith Groban. Grober. Grober, sorry. And he was very excited. He wanted to hug me, but I said that, you know, that would not be journalistically ethical. But I gave him a pat on the back because I thought he, he they did do a terrific job and uh, they deserve to win. And he also talked about sort of the evolution of the Kakawahaka. Okay, do we want to talk first about how we arrived at Rodeo Goat and then kind of analyze that? Or oh, was I, there I mean, someone was else in the clear? final? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, wow, really really throwing him in the dirt there. Uh, now that's you know <laughs> Kenny Mills has worked really hard. Kenny Mills brought I mean he he brought Arlington into the finals. He put Arlington on the map with Chop House Burgers. You know that that first bite of Chop House Burger that I ever had 4 years ago I said this place is going to be the new burger champion. It was a, it's been a burger finalist twice. And Kenny, Kenny Mills was was um, was cutting edge before all these other artisan burger designer burger places came to town yeah and uh, no disrespect to kenny i like him i also did not like having to look at a almost a rare black and blue burger with that we were served during the final round now i know kenny was not probably in the kitchen when that happened but that was one of the problems during the final was that an uneven uh, batch of burgers at chop house which is something that we discovered kind of along the way is that they are capable of brilliance as we discovered two years ago and yeah. again this time around but something goes wrong there every once in a while so at what point did chop house become less consistent was it when they opened mansfield the second location or was it before they opened a second location you know even in 2011 we both we we kind of remarked about that it wasn't just it was mostly that the chop house burger itself was was the most successful of the burgers and that sometimes when he tried something a little more outlandish it didn't quite succeed but typically the chop house burger itself which we we've talked about before is kind of a beef and brisket mix has its own house made steak sauce terrific smoked cheddar and great bacon on it it's just a really great burger yeah i mean it's we missed the pops burger that won two years ago and mm-hmm. the chop house burger has kind of the same sauce it's and flavor. really got the soul of kind of a classic burger but then it also kind of takes that chef to turn yeah. it up a notch and yeah and, you know, so we did get good versions of the Chop House burger this time around. It was more, um, you know, sometimes they weren't cooked. Some were cooked pat, well some past were, some medium. Some were hard. Some, some were, were 
too red, yeah. you know, and that that was probably what determined it in the in the final. Um, that's that said, Chop House Burgers is still one of the best burgers in Dallas Fort Worth. It came in second. Yeah. So, you know, I'm only having a little fun here that mm. I thought in the final round, which often happens a lot of times in like in the Super Bowl. The best game is is the playoff game leading yeah. up to it, and then the Super Bowl is a little anticlimactic. Well, it came in second, but we raved so much about Hop Dottie, and it was so close between Rodeo Goat and Hop Dottie. Right. I mean, we said going in, these two burgers are new. They're going to set a lot of people on their ear, and that proved to be the case. Yeah, and I, I guess if you know, if we 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 are very big fans of the of the bracket format, but of course, that doesn't allow you to rank one, two, three, four, fives. You know, I mean. So I don't know that necessarily the number one ranked burger and the number two ranked burger made it into the final, in my opinion. Well, I don't the, know if the, that's how you feel. But. Well, the, the best burger I had the whole, the whole, uh, the whole battle was the, the, the first time at Hop Dottie with the, um, the, the, the mushroom. Mm. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, the Magic Shroom which Burger. Was magic, that's the Magic Shroom Burger, which we kind of <laughs> deviated. We kind of deviated, and we got the high-end grass-fed patty there which mm-hmm. was like a two dollar upcharge right and um and which i wonder if maybe we shouldn't have gone ahead and given hop dotty the grass-fed burger to judge against rodeo go but anyway that was the best burger of the, of the battle i thought but that was also that actually happened to be just the three of us when we did that one that was a great burger and day. that was a great burger day but we didn't judge grass-fed uh versus versus rodeo goat remember we got two because i got one without grass-fed and we let that one be the one to go right. against and rodeo was, goat uh, and it was still yeah. i mean really well, in good that matchup that was hop dotty oh versus that was m and o hop dotty and m and o and we right. let it we let it be not grass-fed and i think they still they still I mean, yes, they still would have beaten M and O. Absolutely, but I, I think Bud makes a good point. Is and we, if you check out this uh, this week's edition of DFW.com, that we all have a burger that got away, which is one that we really regret having to say goodbye to. I mean, this this is about tough choices, people. These are the elite of the burgers in Dallas Fort Worth. We're not having McDonald's. We're not having you know little flat patty. Uh, what is it, uh, clown burgers that a lot of people are always like, well, how about this place and how about this place? No, Wait a minute, the... clown burgers been around for 70 <laughs> years. I knew you would defend them if I said clown burgers. <laughs> you, what you need there is a six by six. That's what does it. <laughs> it's a very thin patty. But we did we did all have ones that got away. Yours was Hop Dotty. Mine was the Magic Shroom, which was funny because I don't even think that was my burger. <laughs> It yeah. was just I was tasting somebody else's. Yeah, it, was, it was good. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, my God. And because the the thing that was interesting about that is it had a, a mix of flavors that you don't really think about on a burger. It had goat cheese. It had pesto mm. and three kinds of mushrooms. And the patty was just cooked perfectly. I just love that perfect patty. But what and was, you know, mine, my burger that got away was actually the L.A. burger, which was the, the Los Angeles-style Korean burger in Irving that comes with the kimchi and right. – and, mm. uh, and and the the egg on it and the teriyaki beef, you know, if that had 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 some sriracha on it, I probably w- it probably would have beaten Dutch's. I think. The, I mean, that was a great burger. Okay, the bottom line on all this is, don't go stand an hour in line to get into Rodeo Goat. We wrote about thirty-two great burgers. <laughs> Start at number thirty-two. Work your and, way. And work your, work way, your around. way around <laughs> and wait for the crowd to thin out at Rodeo Goat. We loved Rodeo Goat, but there were a lot of really great hamburgers. And don't just don't That's just right. go try one. I think every judge had their one that got away. Mine was Johnny B's, which I had seen work through the bracket, but didn't get to actually eat at until the final four, where it faced Chop House, right. and I was the lone dissent 
in that one and i i thought i did i thought something was wrong with my taste buds because i was so adamant that johnny b's was better i, I but was even. a huge, I was huge fan of johnny b's myself i i and pushed even, it forward in two rounds yeah, and even johnny b's had uh, uh, you know i mean johnny b's is the same school as offsite kitchen mm-hmm. in right. dallas and you know i mean we loved hop smaller burger we loved hop in dallas but we also loved offsite kitchen it's yeah. true and so that that uh, you know if you like i if you like that whole genre if you like johnny b's go to offsite kitchen if you like offsite kitchen try johnny b's yeah we're we're really you know obviously this is a a real pleasure for us to get to work on this story. Obviously, I mean, I, we're very enthusiastic yeah, about pe- this. People say to me, oh, that's your job. You get to go eat burgers. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes I try to stop and remember how lucky we are. But, um, you know, it doesn't mean that we're the only we have the only opinion on this. We would love to hear from people what, you know, please try them. Tell us what you think. You can tell it. Feel free to tell us we're wrong. We're, we, we're big boys. We can take it. You know, and when I'm not producing and talking about burgers on this podcast, which is sadly a majority of the time, I am living on social media. And what we're seeing on our social media is that people agree with the judge's decision on this. They have also like encountered the inconsistency from Chop House and have kind of grown to love the newbie that is Rodeo Goat. But here's the thing about burgers in this kind of day and age. When you go to a place like Chop House or you go to a place like Fred's, which they they serve great burgers there. Mm-hmm. But those are not cheap burgers. Right. You know? And we, we did have a few people who are like, how come you're not saying how much each burger costs? You know, how can you measure a $5 burger versus a $10 burger? And, you know, I guess my opinion is that burgers are still in the lower realm of what, you know, like. Right. They're not fine dining. It's not nothing. No burger is going to cost you so right. much money that it should be prohibitive. But I think it's a it is a point when you go to a place over and over again. You know, if you're going to go to a place and pay twelve dollars, you're expecting a twelve dollar burger as opposed to going and getting in and out through the window and it's five bucks and you're happy with what you get. And I'll put it: we did have burgers in the in the bracket that were three dollar burgers in and out right. two ninety nine. Yeah, and and, uh, and you know you can go to uh, you can get very good burgers for two, three, four dollars. You can spend more on gas, drive to Keller's, and get something for about two dollars and twenty cents. Yeah. I think. Yeah, <laughs> you're still having flashbacks I, from your Keller's experience. I am having flashbacks. We don't have to go back. We'll talk about the winner. We'll it, we'll, it, we'll stay positive. Yes, well, to say one thing about Rodeo Goat and and that I'm sort of proud of this. This was something that Bud told me, and it made me more proud that they ended up being our champion. Was Bud was on Channel Eleven? Uh, they invited him on to talk about the before they we announced the winner, mm-hmm. and uh, they also invited both finalists to bring burgers, Chop House, and Rodeo Goat. And then Bud was showing me on his iPad photos of Keith, the chef at Rodeo Goat, backstage, or in the green room, wherever they call it there. And make, he actually prepared the burgers with a grill pan there at the at the studio because he did not want. A, a burger that had traveled from Fort Worth to the studios at Channel 11 to be on TV and to have the anchors try them. And I was really amazed to see him cooking the the, the Oaxaca and the and the Steve Murren. Right, these are you complicated know, and, and burgers. This, and this is in the coffee bar behind the 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 uh, behind the news set at Channel 11, and he's and he's sitting there with a little hot plate and and, and uh, you know and he's sitting there and there's nothing there but a sink and a coffee pot right and he's sitting there with a little hot plate and and he's got all of his equipment and he's got 30 little bottles of sauces you know and everything right. and he, he, it's like you know the rodeo goat on the road uh, you know I, I i really wish they'd brought him on and had all that spread out because it was it would have made a great food segment at will 
Well, I just the attention to detail was there, and that's what we found. You know, he, somebody who is saying, you know what, I, every time I serve a burger, it needs to be as good as I can make it. And that's going to be very hard for them in the next few weeks and few months when more and more people are checking them out. And he's, mm-hmm. you know, they're serving hundreds of burgers a day. But he seemed committed when Nick and I talked yeah. to him to make sure that this is their first chance to make a first, uh, you know, a first impression. Even and he does not want to screw yeah, that I up. I bet some of the burgers will, th- I bet the menu will be cut back. I bet they will thin back from the 14 burgers and the two specials. I bet they'll have to, yeah. they'll have to, you know, try just to have it six or eight of the burgers mm-hmm. for a while to get all those burgers. He, he did when he talked to us yesterday after they'd won, you know, after they had won and we talked to him about it, he said that he almost sees some of his cooks back there take more time on the Kaka Oaxaca to make sure that it, you know, the egg doesn't burst and that it comes out perfect. And so they'll slow down. And he says he thinks it's funny to see that. But that just that probably comes from him. I mean, they see it, clearly take a lot of time to make sure. And I can say I've gone to Rodeo Goat a lot of times in the eight months that has existed. And I've never gone and thought, wow, they're, they're really, they're really um, dropping the ball. And I, Not I, yet, at least. And I need to correct something. I think I said a couple of weeks ago that Rodeo Goat was the first place to do a chorizo stuffed burger, and M and O was the first to do ah. a chorizo stuffed burger. Mm. M and O so did maybe, it. Maybe they got some correcting the burger there. history. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I actually was telling uh, you know in one, in one of our stories I was writing about in the burgies we gave some burgie awards to to other really great burgers and fries and things like that. And one of the ones I gave an award to was M&O because mm-hmm. I thought this is a great gut-busting burger, yeah. the one that we had there, which was the It, it really burger. is. And, you know, it's like if I had a night out drinking the next day, I'd, that's what I'd want to yeah. fill yeah. myself up. And, that, and M&O, like, as a judge, we didn't take price into consideration, but I, I saw the price, and, and I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm going to pay, you know, it was about ten fifty, yeah, I think, there, a little, yeah. maybe a little less for that. And I thought, why am I going to pay that for a burger? But then I got it, and I thought I was getting more than what I had paid for because it is a huge burger. So it was worth Just it. And, and it pays homage to a legacy burger. I mean, it's a, the M&O burger is like the, the old griddle burger from the 50s in right. Fort Worth. And it's, yeah, and you, it, know, you know, that you could just kind of work your way around that little area over there yeah. off of West 7th and go to Fred's and go to <laughs> the burger circuit Goat and yeah. go to M&O. And, you, of course, yeah. you got In-N-Out right up there. And then I on mean, Tuesdays, they have a dollar burger at the at Bar Louie. Right? Yeah, so. <laughs> well, and Keith, the chef at Rodeo Goat, says he still eats at Fred's. He does. Twice a week, he said he shows up there. And he said that he didn't find out that Rodeo Goat was going to be in the same area as Fred's until a month before it opened. And he said he was torn when he first heard. That's how much he's a Fred's fan. And the Fred's folks have been very genteel, and they've posted and said, congratulations, Rodeo Goat's yeah, a worthy new business. Yeah. To, They're a classy act. Well, yeah, clearly people so. don't. Uh, if we're any example, cl- people don't just pick one burger and stick with it. We go to several places a lot <laughs> well, of the time, so yeah, and I think can, a lot of people do that. That area right now is a hive. You can walk down, and both places are going to be crowded. And, and it's because they serve great burgers. Now, if we can kind of twist Fred's arm into finding out where uh, Rodeo ge- gets its buns, which mm. if you read Malcolm Mayhew's story in yeah. DFW.com, it's a fascinating story. <laughs> Apparently, they went dumpster diving to find. Uh, well, which they went to Good Friend and looked in the dumpster. Which, which I, they didn't say. Wouldn't say I where. Think, oh, I they think, wouldn't say I where. I think it was Good Friend. <laughs> oh, man. Well, apparently, uh, they were in Dallas eating, and they had a great bun. Yeah. And the place that they had it, they wouldn't divulge where that what bakery yeah. they were getting it from. So apparently, when wow. the place closed, they went around back and went in the dumpster, and they found they found where the a box from. Yeah. And so, and now, same thing. 
it's funny. They told us plenty of things. They didn't go off the record on anything. The one thing they wouldn't tell us in the story was where they get their buns. We've Man. discussed this on previous podcasts, the bun crisis that has struck our, res- <laughs> it uh, is a our restaurants. There is there is no good commercial-grade bun, and everybody's having to go to, mm-hmm. to you know, com- to um, you know boutique bakery bun bakers. I think, though, you know— How did I, I say that, boutique bakery <laughs> bun bakers? <laughs> <laughs> I think people are willing to pay— you know, a little extra for for that twist of of a great bun like you get at Dutch's and Johnny B's. You know, I I'm fine paying a little extra because I know that that's a, a signature of those two places. They have the sweet sourdough bun. Mm. Uh, I don't. I, I had a really good bun at Burger Extreme. You know, which serves a very big burger, but they had a five inch bun. Yeah, it's so a big it didn't fall apart. It's kind of this dusty flour. I took it's it out and put bun. it on a, as a hubcap on my car <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> it is a great bun. So uh, we'll see what Fred's brings too. When Fred's is about to open the Blue Bonnet Circle uh, um, next month, they'll have Fred's at TCU, and we'll see if Fred's like brings something a little new or different. Yeah, there's not going to be any shortage of burger news. We know that Tommy's is going to be opening over off of Forest Park. Park Hill, yeah. Yeah, and, and Fred's, and who knows? There, there's always going to be new burger joints. Well, that, That's what we find. That was my question to end it all. I, I'm new to the burger battle, but y'all have gone through several. So what's the biggest difference you saw from the last burger battle to this one, and what do you expect you'll see in two years? Well, the, the, the big difference was the gourmet versus kind of the – Last time it was sort of the classic burger versus the chef-driven burger, the the pop-style burger versus Chop House or Fred's. This time it was the gourmet-style burger of Hop Dottie and Rodeo Goat taking a step further than the chef-driven burgers. At least that's, for me, that was Yeah, I mean, you had the, the, and I called them designer burgers. I mean, we would not even have gone anywhere before that had Blackberry Comboat or Borson or something like that. And now it's in a kind of, you know, comfortable, you know, low, low end place, like unassuming place like Rodeo Goat. And so it, 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 it really is, yeah, it really is great to make that a normal burger and, and to have all these uh, designer choices. Hop Dotty and Rodeo Goat have kind of cranked it up a notch. It's hard to believe now that just four years ago that Fred's beat Charlie's. Fred's beat, uh, oh my gosh. Was it? I mean, Not that, Charlie's, no. Uh, it, it was the, the but it, it was the the. Is this the first ever? The first Fred's one. won in two thousand eleven, and then Pops won in. I mean, Fred's no. won in two thousand nine. Yeah, who did Fred's beat Pops in two thousand nine? But it was a couple of pretty routine burgers, and now the mm-hmm. uh, and and this is the look how far it's come. Well, from the intrigue of the bun story, I think that what we can predict in two years is that buns will be ready to play. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe we won't even be eating burgers with buns. I think <laughs> that's true. The thing that that's always stri- that strikes me about cuz you know, the place a place like Hop Daddy, I would walk in and immediately roll my eyes, you know, and say, you know, because every sign tells you where the ingredients came from and, you know, the how sincere the ingredients well, are. Well, yeah, and it's 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 almost like trying to convince you that what you're about to eat yeah. Is good for you. <laughs> like it does everything but give you like an autographed snapshot of the cow that provided your burger. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the, and and so it, my tendency would be to roll my eyes, but I'm glad that the burger battle has forced me to kind of go through and, and actually eat it because it does retain the soul of a great burger. Yeah. And so even if it has some things that maybe are you know not your typical sort of old school burger joint kind of place like a Fred's or you know a Charlie's, these classic places which are you know, when I want an old school burger, that's probably yeah. where I'm going to go is to a Charlie's. But, you know, the, the burger still tastes like a great burger at Rodeo Goat and Hop Dottie. It doesn't sort of 
sort of alienate what is yeah. the the mm. core part of why we love burgers. Well, and and the the setting isn't anything that alienates a burger fan. No, and you know I think you know people who say, well, you know, you should just eat a cheeseburger at every place to compare. That that wouldn't be fair because most of these places are are showing much more creativity. I'm sure you could go and have a, a baseline burger, and to check that if you wanted to, <laughs> but uh, you know. Even a place like Kincaid's, I mean, they're experimenting because they know that's what people people want. I think in two years we'll have more L.A. burgers, more Korean burgers, more more Asian, uh, more Asian fusion burgers. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Until two years from now, no, until next week. Until <laughs> next week, when we promise not to talk about burgers the that's entire right. time. But if you do go to a burger place. Let Tell us, us know. About it. Tell us about it. Still use the hashtag Burger Battle DFW, and we'll keep in touch. And here's the challenge: anybody who brings us receipts from all 32 places <laughs> in the battle will be a guest. Gets, gets we'll be to a guest move host. into Bud's house, <laughs> <laughs> or a more realistic version, they can be a guest host on the DFW.com. We'll Eat interview them if they're capable of walking and moving. We'll interview I think them. They, I want they want to. They can move in and be Bud's pool boy. <laughs> Bud's, yeah. <laughs> Only if they bring a burger. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you. Once was a sweet thing.